0: From the southernmost point of Dorne to the lands of always winter and what is west of Westeros and the shadows in the east, this is Casterly Talk. I'm Ken Napsok and welcome back to this little program. It's a podcast, but it's also available on its own YouTube channel. Just search Casterly Talk. Right now, you just get to watch me, one man in a studio, Talking about Game of Thrones Could be worse things in the world Uh, I want to just do A little catch-up episode We're not going to be here long today And we're also going to be doing These kind of little uh, episodes All through the rewatch That's still going on Where I'm going to hopefully take Some of your questions live On the YouTube channel So subscribe to the YouTube channel there And we can talk Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, all those kind of wonderful things. The reason I'm doing a little bit of a catch-up here today is I missed last week. Traveled, went to Las Vegas, and I, I had I had my episode all up. I, I was going to sit down and, and, and watch the uh, next episode we need to do in the rewatch, which is Season 3, Episode 5. And I was, uh, you know, going to burn the candle, burn the... Burn the uh, dragon candle of both ends. And as you can see i, I I'm even having trouble saying the words now. I, I'm just exhausted. and I was like, you know what? I'm traveling. we're gonna be we're gonna do, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a week off. It's what John Snow would do. No, that doesn't seem right either. But I'm back, and I just didn't have time again this week because when you leave town, what's worse than the stress going into a vacation getting ready for it? It's the stress of coming back and realizing you're now behind on a lot of work. So I didn't have time to sit down and watch that episode in full like I like to. I don't like to break down the themes and go back to all those things on uh, the episodes of Game of Thrones if I don't have the proper time. I Just to feel it doesn't uh, serve the podcast right. So we're going to be back up and running next week, uh, picking up with that rewatch, and uh, it's going to be fun. And, and uh, believe me when I say, eventually I'm not going to be alone on these again. I love bringing in people to talk about the themes and lessons, but I'm just uh, having so much fun uh, discussing all of this with myself and you. But I did want to catch up and do a little bit of an episode here today uh, and talk about a bit of news that dropped not too long ago. In fact, I think I was in Las Vegas when I saw the news. and I was like, I guess I'm just going to stay here. The official Game of Thrones Twitter handle, give it a follow, at Game of Thrones. It's verified. It's a blue checkmark Illuminati. Give it a follow if you don't already. But I imagine if you're listening, you you probably do. They tweeted out, send a raven. The Game of Thrones official fan convention is coming to Las Vegas, February 18th through the 20th, 2022, And they give you a a link at gotcon.events to sign up for more information. And I have done that. I have submitted all the proper credentials. My name and email address. And I'm waiting for information. I think I'm going to go to this. Now, I am aware of Con of Thrones. I have never been to Con of Thrones, unfortunately. Something I was always kind of had on my radar screen. But with other conventions, uh, a lot of them I had to work or a lot of them got to go to, like Star Wars Celebration. The Game of Thrones events, uh, the Con of Thrones, all that stuff just seemed like, uh, unfortunately, something I had to put on the back burner. I don't think I'm going to do that this time. Now, this is different again. This is an official fan event. And I like that idea. I like this idea because HBO, uh, the powers that be, those who have Game of Thrones and that entire world in their hands and those that aren't named George R. R. Martin, are trying to build something. It's very clear. The animated shows, the prequels, uh, the talks and rumors. Remember, just a few years ago, it was like, yeah, we're going to do a Game of Thrones spinoff, four or five ideas. We're going to pick the one that works and go with it. And that one, Blood Moon, didn't even happen. Now we're waiting for House of the Dragon. They've uh, resumed filming after a COVID-19 related break. Going to talk about some stuff I saw from that as well today. And HBO should, and I've, I've been talking about this a lot, but HBO should just explore how they can expand this franchise, make it a franchise. I myself, being a giant fan of Song of Ice and Fire and Game of Thrones, was, was a little dubious at the start. Did I need all these prequels? Uh, did I need these spin-offs? Those historically don't necessarily work. Can they ca- capture the same vibe while being their own thing? When is George going to finish the book? Will that dominate? Ah, blah 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 blah. All of it, legit questions to ask as a fan. Is uh is too much too much or when is too much too much? All those kind of wonderful questions. But as a Star Wars fan, if you're watching this, I'm in my Rebel Alliance hat, so you can see where my uh, allegiances lie. I I don't think there's too much Star Wars. I really don't because I love it. It's way alive. If if, if you're just someone who watches movies and enjoys them and moves on with your lives, by the way, you're probably better for it versus someone like me and other fans who are just buried in it sometimes. You can definitely take Star Wars breaks, but I love new Star Wars. Give everyone a spinoff show. If the quality's there and I am someone who thinks the quality has been there, Missteps along the way, sure, but I've enjoyed everything they've put out because I'm in the world as a fan. And I pull from the movies what I love. I pull from the movies what inspires me, what changes me, what teaches me, what chastises me. As Stanis Brathian would say, you sit over there and chastise me. I love Star Wars so much that I want to completely live in the world. The content, the lessons, the documentaries, the, 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 the memorabilia, I, I pulled off a little bit just because of the space issue. That's why I'm still here talking about Game of Thrones. That's why Casterly Talk is probably going stronger than it ever has been before. And why I'm, I I had to look at myself in the mirror and go, is it, is it, is it time to wrap up a Game of Thrones podcast? When I realized, no, I talk about the show most of all. That's probably what I like even more, dare I say, than the books, but, but. I'm eagerly waiting for the books because the books are a separate world almost for me. And Fire and Blood is my favorite George R. R. Martin reading experience in terms of Game of Thrones. I love that little damn history book. Can't wait for House of the Dragon. And to clarify, I don't want anyone to think that I'm choosing show over books because I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to choose. Like which one of those you you, you like uh, better? Like both of them equally and individually and separately? That's what they are. They're different experiences on this wonderful world. I'm so in this world all the time that I am now fully embracing what HBO looks to be doing. Which is saying, we got Star Wars, we got MCU, there's DCU, there's Harry Potter, there's always uh, the Fast, the Furious franchise, Jurassic Park. That's how you make a lot of money. You can hate the game, I guess. Don't hate the player. Does Baelish say that? I think maybe he does. Why not and now for them to lean into it with an official convention uh not unlike Star Wars celebration we'll see if it's that big i don't think so it's all at the rio good hotel it's not the, the 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 golden days of the rio are past but uh it's uh it's not the it's not the gold coast next door to the rio which is a place i go to every year for a pro wrestling convention that's uh belongs in the Gold Coast. So Rio's great. It's a big fun casino. It's a big fun hotel. You got Kiss Mini Golf there. Maybe they switched it over to Game of Thrones mini golf. I say it works and I say I think I'm gonna go there. And I want to know if anyone in the Castle Talk audience, maybe you've been to Con of Thrones, you've had a great experience there and you like this idea of a Game of Thrones Song of Ice and Fire related convention. That there's a lot to do, a lot to explore. Um let me know if you're going. Let me know. We can do a Castlet Talk meetup. February 18th, and 20th, Now I'm not affiliated with this, of course. I, I get nothing from ticket sales. It's a three-day event commemorating the eight-season HBO drama. We'll feature special guests, panel discussions, cosplay, trivia competitions, autograph signings, photography opportunities, and exclusive Game of Thrones merchandise, which I'm actually excited. I need a good Game of Thrones hat. I have my Night's Watch cap. It's not official it's one of those, I bought it on Amazon and who knows who, who made it in what garage. It was, oh, it's okay. I bought a great Targaryen hat with the, the red Targaryen symbol on it and too small. Gave me headaches. Grace has it now, uh, my fiance. So I need a good Game of Thrones hat. And I think, I, I trust, if, if I'm going to this convention just for a hat, that's worth it. Uh, further information, including the complete schedule, ticket pricing and sale dates will be announced in upcoming months. So I don't know any of that uh, uh, as well. So I might be waiting to see, you know, who knows your ticket to thousand eh, dollars. then maybe I'm not going, maybe I just go to the Rio to play mini golf. So, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm behind this idea and I think it's exciting. And clearly now they're saying it's a three day event commemorating the eighth, uh, eight season HBO drama. Yeah, sure. Of course it is. But without a doubt. This is to make us all look ahead and focus on House of the Dragon, as they should. That's exciting. That, I think, is going to be the reason to get to this. It is a way to say, if you love this show, you love this world, and if you're going to a convention, you are, I think, that type of fan. You're not just passing through. A lot of people, the number's so high for Game of Thrones, a lot of people passed through and, and, and left it, and whether or not they like the show or not, I like season eight or not, doesn't matter. They're like, that's a fun show. What's the next big one? I am one of the ones that is still clearly in that world, We're re-watching, taking notes, learning lessons all over again. So I think this convention... It's going to be great to pull in those kind of fans. Say, yeah, 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 let's celebrate what was. But guess what? We want and need you to get excited for what's coming. So House of the Dragon, what will they reveal? Wow, well, that's great. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Uh, so um, let me know. Please let me know. If you're in the uh, GPA Discord... Or you're in the uh, Ken Napsok Discord, which you can access via my uh, personal Patreon page at patreon.com slash Ken Uh There's casually talk sections in both discords. Let me know. Say, hey, I'm heading out, too, or thinking of heading out. You know, Maybe we'll all be there playing mini golf, talking House of the Dragon, and getting excited. I think it's going to be fun. And uh, I love Las Vegas, so it's an easy sell for me. Uh, I, I'm thinking of doing that. Speaking of House of the Dragon, man, I got to tell you. I did something I don't do a lot. I clicked on a set leak photo, a couple of them. Man, if you don't want to hear those, because I definitely am one of the ones who's like, nah, I don't want to see any of it. I don't want to see any of it. But I was looking for a little bit more information on this Game of Thrones fan convention, and I went to uh, both of the websites that I recommend you go to all the time, winterscoming.net and watchersonthewall.com. Really love them. Uh, I go to Watchers on the Wall uh, a lot, and uh, they got a great podcast. Check all that stuff out. I, I really love um, wanting you. To, I want you all to come into the uh, Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones digital world. There, I uh, they have they had a great article uh, or a great picture, great article there. Uh, uh, Samantha posted. It just said House of the Dragon filming continues in England. Tony Woodhead joins the cast. Now I don't really know Tony Woodhead from anything there. Uh, no disrespect to Tony, but he's a great actor with a wonderful resume. I just saw that, and I scrolled down and there was there it was. There was a picture. Now, if you don't want to hear, I'm not gonna show it on the YouTube side. There's a couple great pictures. I'm just going to talk about uh, the joy I felt and why it made me go, yeah, you know what? as I'm scrolling from information about this convention and wondering if I think I'm gonna go, should I go? I saw these photos. And I went, yeah, I'm I'm excited for House of the Dragon. I think if a convention can help me get even more excited, <laughs> I'm game to go. So the production has returned uh, into, uh, uh, you know, up and running and in full after that COVID-19 related pause. And there is a couple shots that emerged of uh, who we got. We got Millie Alcock and... She is uh, playing uh, the young version, uh, the young princess Raina, uh, uh, Targaryen, excuse me. Uh, a lot of Ys and Rs. Uh, and, and um, you know, we know a lot, we have a lot of the main characters, Alison Hightower, Rhaenyra Targaryen, and we're going to probably get younger versions of them and, and see where that goes out of flashbacks. I don't know. A lot of different versions of that. Uh, and there's some plot stuff there I'm going to leave out of this conversation. Um, we also got to see, uh, there's a shot of, uh, Emily Carey, who plays the younger version of Alicent. So, man, and then there's a shot of Graham McTavish. Graham's great. He was in the Hobbit series as one of the dwarves. Uh, he's in a big suit of armor. A lot of, uh, it's, it's, just a, a, a wagon with bones on it. Just a Targaryen sigils everywhere. Red fringe on his mount. Oh my God. This got me excited. And now, veteran actor Tony Woodhead is playing, uh, allegedly, allegedly the role of Rylan Malister. So, House Malister is a house known to us uh, Game of Thrones fans. We, this character is potentially new to us. There's a Lyman Malister, says the article here by Samantha and Watchers on the Wall, uh, who, of course, plays a part in Fire and Blood. If you haven't read Fire and Blood, I, I, I recommend you give it a shot, especially if you're a book reader. Uh, it is a history book. It's not for everyone. I've said that a few times on the show, but it, it will get you not just get, get you pumped for House of the Dragon. I think it's a really good look at this wonderful time in this history, this world that we know and love. Check it out, man. Check it out. Check it out. Tony Woodhead, uh, they posted a picture. It, it's so funny. He does. They said this article here. Samantha uh, wrote to him. Uh, while we're on topic, get a load of uh, uh, Tony. He looks. He could have played a young Brendan Blackfish Tully, and then you scroll down, and you're like, "Yeah, absolutely." Uh, of course, that doesn't um, doesn't seek up time wise. That's not what they're saying, but it's good stuff. Anyways, all that to say, I don't want to go into too much detail of what I saw, but it got me so excited because there is this balance that we need to find. This needs to be its own show. We have uh, Dan and David aren't running it. This we know. But it is in this world. It's set in this world. Is it a true connected universe? Yeah, I think they're going to have to make it that. But this isn't about that. This isn't the MCU. This isn't Star Wars canon. This is just this wild, wonderful world of Song of Ice and Fire and beyond um, that we're putting into different shows and different stories. Animated shows coming out, everything. So I'm not looking for everything to super connect. I'm just looking uh, for uh, the fun, excitement, uh, enlightenment, and entertainment of going back to different eras. And exploring it, and perhaps in different ways, and, and being told in slightly different styles, and shot in different ways. But I also got to be honest, and I wonder how you all feel. Let me know. Do, I, I do need the show to kind of look the same in a way. Even though I'm talking about shooting in a different way, uh, you know, uh, presenting it in a slightly different way. Yeah, I, all that. But at the same time, this is the difficulty that the show faces. I need House of the Dragon to look like the series that I loved. Particularly like that, as the show got bigger and bolder, and some would say better, and some would say not better—different discussion. But I, the look of the show, is always the same. But it generally, it, 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 it genuinely, and generally gets—I love using those words—you're genuinely and generally, which I always seem to use. I always miss. Never mind. Ken, shut up. Don't spend five days in Vegas, kids. The, as the show's budget increased and, and, the, and the creators just got, uh, you know, way more uh, adventurous in what they were trying to pull off. And I, I would say they do just in terms of uh, the technical side and, and how the show looks and feels. The show, I love the look of the show from like season five, six, seven, eight on. From like seasons five on. Even season four, it starts to change. It, it, it's, it's noticeable to me, especially since I'm in the rewatch and really focusing on a lot of different things. Season 1 they got they got money to make the show no doubt but you know it's a wall that we made out of wood and we put some rocks on it that's our castle and later on you know they have a little more they still have some fun tricks of course but it's like oh we needed a instead of a wall we just built a castle and you get that feeling and it's it's this really 360 kind of degree world that you're shooting in almost and you can tell the difference not that things weren't on green screens and blue screens and sets all that kind of stuff, and, hey, maybe a Game of Thrones show will one day be filmed on a, a something like the volume, like the Mandalorian uses over in Star Wars world. But I, so, I love that look. I don't know what you guys, you know, seasons one, two, and three is my point. You know, you get it. it, it the, the budget was a little smaller, things a little different, and the show looks a little tinier. You didn't feel it at the time. Season three is is definitely big and bold. Just watching the uh, episode four with the, and uh, now his watch has ended, and the Great Danny Drakaris moment. I mean, they shot around anything that the they they made, that made made it look small because it's this big giant scene, epic. So you don't you're not feeling it while you're watching it. But now, really going back, I'm I'm really noticing season one, two, and three, and into four, how uh, how they were they had to shoot things a little differently. I think the look of the show really is great. By season six, it's just it's just an amazingly shot show put-together show, the set design, everything that was already there just got bigger and better to me. And I'm there for it. You know what I mean? I'm there for it. I need House of the Dragon to kind of match that. The tones, the colors, the costumes, the textures on the costumes, how it looks and feels. I I don't want it to be too too different. And, and that's that's not fair to the show, because again, I'm also asking that it, it stand on its own feet. I go a little bit to the Hobbit for, uh, uh, movies. Uh, maybe certainly not as uh, impactful as the Lord of the Rings movies from uh, you know years past. I love those movies, three of my favorite. therefore, I am uh, you know, forever sad that we didn't get to see the Guillermo del Toro versions of The Hobbit. And because there was some talk of, you know, it's it's going to be Del Toro. It's going to have a different look and feel. And then Peter Jackson came in, and even though a lot of same people were working on it, what a workshop! Everything they kind of went back to, you know. And I'm I'm summarizing a longer behind the scenes story, but it ended up, it's it's the same movie. It's the same world. And I've, 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 I like that. I, I, I want to see the Del Toro world. Some of the concept art is, is fantastic. And his take on the Lord of the Rings world would have been wonderful. And I, I don't think I would have been watching those going, oh, I need the other version. But the, we got the Hobbits that we got. And I do like that it definitely feels like the same world, even though it's um, it's, its own things, for better or worse. So that's kind of where I'm at the show. And so seeing these, all that to say, this ramble is just to say how much i actually felt rewarded for once for clicking on and i didn't even click on they're just presented here looking at some of these set shots i don't like looking at set shots i don't necessarily agree with set shots but it this kind of reminds me of when i've seen some stuff from the force awakens uh, before it really before the release and before spoilers and set picks were just exploding. I didn't like seeing a lot of the ones going into season seven. Those are big plot things that I saw. The pictures here, and if you're still considering going to check them out here and watch this on the wall, the pictures here don't have, seem to have, I should say, giant plot connotations. The set photos I saw going into season seven that were Danny and John meeting on a beach was like, well, that that's a big moment I would have liked to have seen on the show. That's why in general I don't like Set photos. But these ones, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't want to lie. I'm really excited. It has the same look and feel from afar, which is what I want. It looks like the show. It looks like the world that the show we all love was set in. Individual episodes may vary, individual looks, designs, editing choices, directing choices, acting choices may vary. But I'm looking at this and thinking, yeah. This is that world that I love, and of the early reports of some of the great writing, blowing everyone away, and some of the best writing, and Miguel Sapochnik, who of course was behind a lot of the look and feel that made me love seasons five, six, seven, and eight. What well, he skipped seven, right? But you know, he set the tone for a lot of those big battles, all those kind of things. Him being behind it, man, I think I'm more confident than I ever have. So thanks to the fine folks at Watchers on the Wall for putting that out there. Click if you want. I understand if you don't. I I do not want to click on everything there. So that's kind of it. That's kind of where we're at. But I wanted to wrap up here. I said uh, thanks for uh, sticking with me here. Sorry for the quick pause. We'll be back on that rewatch thing. If you have questions about the rewatch, you know you can reach out on um, Twitter. Follow me at KenNabSoxx. Use that hashtag uh, CasterlyTalk and just uh, ask me about an upcoming episode in the rewatch. We're going into Season 3, Episode 5, but also a general question. Also, let me know if you're going to be at the convention. I'm so happy you are all here with me to celebrate and explore this world, this ice and fire, Westeros, Essos, and beyond world that we love. We are approaching an era where I think... You as a, as a Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire fan are going to be rewarded for sticking around and exploring all areas and areas of the show and of the map and of the world and the people and the histories. George R. R. Martin, one of the best things of this crazy world has created is that world. It is to me the most lived in, in-story history. Lord of the Rings. Say it's damn good. Tolkien was like, I'd like to create a language. Let me create a world around that language. Star Wars. It uses a lot of tip-of-the-iceberg storytelling tactics to say, hey, here's a reference to something. We'll fill, the, fill in that detail later. But it's still a myth. It's still uh, sometimes this magical version of a story and the, and the edges can be blurred and different tales can be told. This is someone who loves Star Wars, but I don't feel I need to live in every detail of the Star Wars histories. I just love to live in what the stories are telling me as they come on out. But the Game of Thrones world, for me, the history of it, the maps, all those things you you hear me reference, all the things that uh, you love about this world as well, just like me, I think more than anything, I just love crawling around in it, love hearing the names, the histories, even the ones that I... Mispronounce or can't remember or have to read five times to get into my brain. I absolutely um, love love this uh, love this land, love this history, love this story, and I'm excited to see what they're uh, doing not just in House on the Dra- House of the Dragon, but some of the other properties as well. So, final thing for me, I had a lot of fun. I was in my storage shed the other day. I mean, that's always fun. I put a lot of my Funko Pops. Away, way. Most of them are in boxes. I have a lot of Game of Thrones ones. But one I forgot I had taken out of the package. It was just sitting there in a box. I was looking for something else. It was the Daenerys Targaryen Funko Pop on the uh, Dragonstone Throne, which is a great throne, a great design. And I pulled that out. I don't display a lot of the, the Funko Pops, but I had to pull it out. The glory of the queen that should have been or almost was, however you want to look at it. The glory of the queen as she returns home. And it made me really think about season seven. I mentioned the spoilers I saw a little bit uh, uh, years ago there leading into season seven. But I still think season seven, I can't wait to review it and get back to it. One of my favorite moments of the show is Danny returning to Dragonstone. Her, uh, her home, essentially. Her fa- family home, essentially. There's a lot to that, of course. But I really thought they delivered on Danny, a Targaryen. Finally, six seasons now of the Seventh End. Six seasons of this story. Uh, more if you were following along in the books. Which now, of course, uh, we're catching up, huh? Danny silently returning. Feeling the sand. A Targaryen on the shores of Dragonstone where we're going to learn a lot more about and see in full action in House of the Dragon. That was really effective for me. It moves me. It's one of Amelia Clark's best moments. Ending with uh, um, her above the painted table and and the, uh, you know, shall we begin or let's begin, shall we? Whatever the exact line is. It's the mood. It's the moment. And I was thinking as I put this uh, Funko Pop up on my shelf... And was reminded of Danny in that season. Danny, who had returned, Danny, who had um, finally got to where she always believed she should be and would be, and then to see how quickly it's it's whisked away, and and to see where we know that goes. But just go to celebrating Danny in that season and trying to root for Danny a little bit more in that season. And I can't wait to get it, uh, get some new context on it when we go back to that into the the review because. There were some times where I was like, no, Danny, no. And now I'm, I'm going to look back and, and say maybe, yeah, she should have been even stronger, though I do support her helping uh, helping the realm and helping the world. She did that, I think, in good faith. And then the final, final note that got me thinking of Danny returning to Dragonstone in season seven just made me go back to what we just were talking about with House of the Dragon. The fact that now we're going to go see a, uh, a fully functional, in full bloom, Dragonstone. It's going to make that moment in Season 7 of Game of Thrones. It's going to make the tragedy of Daenerys Targaryen sing even more for me. Both the victories, the joys, and the tragedy. It's just going to make me appreciate all of it. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm still here discussing all this. And I hope you are along for the ride as well. We'll see you next time. The full review of Season 3, Episode 5 will be forthcoming. Get ready for that. Thank you all for this journey. Let me know if you're interested in going to the official Game of Thrones fan convention. Let me know if you have any questions about House of Dragon, thoughts, um, trepidations, everything. Let's have these kind of episodes, too. And I'll let you know when we'll do a live stream version here on YouTube, uh, which we'll release as an audio podcast where maybe you can get in and interact with me that's it for now always a lot of fun we'll see you next time here on casterly talk